Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Ben Learns About Everything podcast, a podcast where we dive into new topics, learn about things, and grow um, to be lifelong learners. Today, I've got an audio production major entrepreneur who loves music, uh, Nate Morris with me. How are you doing, Nate? Dude, I'm doing so good. <laughs> You're doing good? That's great. Um, do you want to dive into straight into it? I want to hear about your passion. I know you're really passionate about music, and you've been that way for a very long time. Yeah, Do you want to tell me about how that started, where your love came from, and kind of what you're doing now? Yeah, man. So, um, kind of grew up around music, so and you hear that story a lot with people that are obsessed with it. They're like, man, I just grew up around it. Um, but yeah, my parents, um, both really into music, and they both play um, different instruments. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I started with piano lessons when I was like, who knows, like four years old or something, as long as I can remember. Um, and then I hit like middle school, um, did band, I did percussion and band. Um, and, uh, decided that was when I got my first drum set was when I stopped playing piano. Um, so my mom wouldn't let me quit until I, uh, got to a certain age and I was like, yeah, well, uh, I kind of want to play the cooler instruments, right? Like, whatever um and then now I regret it but whatever so I so I ended up playing drums um picked up the guitar uh in seventh grade um and cool kind of a funny story about that is um so I had the drums in fifth grade but um I'd never really been able to sing in tune and like I could play drums and rhythm was kind of the thing I understood but like I never really quite got the pitch thing seventh grade came around and I knew like how to play guitar a little bit, but I would always like play guitar and like, I didn't even know I was in the right key. Like it was that bad. Like, wow. like really bad. Yeah. And my mom, I went to my mom one day and I was like, mom, I want to, I want to play in the talent show. And she was like, are you sure, honey? Like, like, like you want to play drums? Like, awesome. Cool. And I was like, no, I want to play guitar and sing. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, it'd be really fun. Like I want to do, she's like, well, why don't you play me what you're going to like try out with or whatever. And so I ended up playing her free falling by Tom Petty. Um, and like, I, I guess I sang it in the right key and it like went well. She's like, Oh, like that was pretty good. Like it wasn't bad. And so, um, yeah, man. So seventh grade, I ended up doing the talent show. I actually won the talent show, which is cool. Wow, um, awesome. yeah. And then, uh, eighth grade did it again, won the eighth grade talent show. Um, and then, yeah, man, like the rest is history. I just started like freshman year, um, leading worship at my church, uh, senior, like graduated. So like my freshman year, I was like singing and playing guitar and leading my youth group. Um, yeah. So then, um, various life events, I ended up writing a song. Gosh, I was probably 16. So I don't know if that was my, that was my junior year, I think. Um, yeah, man, then just started writing and, uh, yeah, here we are <laughs> in, in college. See, I'm a senior this year, so just for everyone who doesn't know, I know you know that, Ben, but yeah. That's really cool. So you, you know, you didn't know even if you could sing, you know, and just when you tried it, it seems like it worked out kind of well, right? And you started with, um, Free Falling is not necessarily an easy song to sing, right? Like, no, no, it was like, it wasn't too bad. I would, I would say it was pretty, I mean, it's, it's easier than what I could have sang, you know? And I'm like, and still today, like, I'm not the best singer. I wouldn't even classify myself as, like, a singer first. I would say I'm more of, like, a songwriter. Um, and singing is, like, I, I'm comfortable singing, of course, but, like, like some people are, like, really talented singers and, like, what they do, like, uh, it's just, like, 
blows people away you know like my voice will never blow someone away but my goal is to like sing something as artistically as i can not necessarily like pick the hardest song but like make like tell the best story or like just do it the best that i can um uh, but yeah definitely more of like a probably a guitar player and instrumentalist so um yeah i was like i always talk to my mom because um I don't know. I was a little bit of a late bloomer on the singing part, but um, as far as like pitch goes, some people can sing when they're like two years old, sing in tune and like they're really good, but it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So you, you said you went ahead and, um, you know, wrote a song, at least your first song when you were 16. Have you written, you know, many songs? How far have you taken them in production? Do you, I just want to dive into your process of writing yeah. and like being a songwriter. What does that look like to you? Yeah, man. Well, it, it's so it always, I feel like starts off a bit weird. Um, the first song I wrote, um, was called Magnificent God and it was a pretty much like a, a song about like not knowing what I was going to do, but I trust you God. Um, and it, I wrote it in like probably a half hour, the first song I ever wrote. And it was, I think, I think I, I would probably equate that song to, not writing until I was 16 and like all of these things just kind of like these feelings like bubbling up inside of me and not knowing where to put them or how to put them to words into music and then all of a sudden it like you know it it just kind of flowed into like this um inspirational state that I had and it, I think it's one of my best songs still today which is kind of crazy but um maybe it's just my first and I'm biased but uh yeah so I I wrote that song um and then it was like probably two years until I wrote my next song. Um, uh, yeah, my senior year, I went to like this workshop with like a bunch of other worship leaders. I co-wrote a song, but that was like the second song I'd ever written. And then um, graduated high school um, and decided that I wanted to record an EP. So like, I was like, I've written a couple songs. I want to um, like produce an EP and release it. So um, that summer I worked at a summer camp leading worship actually. Um, and, uh, I got up every day at 5am and wrote, like, I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was like, my goal is to get like five songs, record them, release them. Um, but man, I don't know. Have you ever like had any experience like working at a camp or like <laughs> being at a camp? So I, I've, I've only done a little bit at camp, but I don't think I've worked at one, you know, for, for too long and definitely not doing any worship or anything like that. It's um, exhausting. I, I was just going to say, like, there's no, there's almost no free time throughout the day. Like, I, I was a worship leader, but when I wasn't, we would do, like, four or five sets a day. So, like, there was all sorts of different, like, age group camps, and, like, I was the house worship leader. So we'd do four or five sets a day, um, and then between those, I would, like, go on lifeguard or, like, go and, like, set up the paintball course and, like, stuff like that. So, like, I was working outside of that. So the only time that I had to write was in the morning. So, but I just decided that it was worth it, and, that, like, that was my goal, and I was going to make it happen. Um, freshman year, first semester, I got in touch with the first audio person I could, recorded an EP. Um, yeah, I, I, I did finish the songs. I had five or six songs after the summer, recorded them, um, released them, and then kind of took a step back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, up until this point, I mean, like audio is my thing now. So, um, the stuff that I write, I, w I would like to reproduce that EP, but, um, I'm more working on a lot of other people's music right now. Um, so... Yeah. Currently, I'm doing songwriting lessons with someone, um, and uh, the reason I'm doing that this semester new is is new actually is is to um, keep myself accountable to uh, 
to writing, you know, and, and so I'm paying this guy for his advice and it's like, okay, I better write every day. So today I wrote a song, <laughs> I'm trying to write like one song every day. I'm going to give myself like, I give myself like 20 to 25 minutes and I just try and crank one song. Um, sometimes I can, and sometimes I just sit there. So just showing up is half the battle, you know? Right. And just like consistency, you know, says a lot. Um, you know, writing one song a day is probably, it, it likes you think about it all the time in the back mm. of your mind, you know, and you're looking for things. That's exactly right. Or your feelings one day you could maybe put in, you know, d- depending. Um, what is some of the stuff that he's teaching you about songwriting? Like, what is some advice which you've been given, which has been really helpful, um, which or maybe something you didn't expect to learn through that process? Yeah, well, um, it's a lot of work. Um, and I hate to say that for anyone who's hoping for the magic formula for like, this is how you write a song. Right. Step um, one, step two. Yeah. And yeah. Then you're there, right? Exactly. The first thing that he said that was really impactful for me was, well, first off, um, and this isn't even related to writing, but it's about art was that you have to believe that your voice is one that's worth being told. Um, a lot of songwriters start off copying other people, like when they're learning music and stuff, but what makes you, you and, and how do you, um, <laughs> How are you okay with that? Like, you have to kind of come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to be John Mayer. I'm not going to be John Foreman, who's my favorite songwriter. Um, I'm influenced by him for sure, but, like, I have... I shouldn't try and say what he's already said. I should try and really find things in my life that need to be said. Or, um, And every song has a different role in that, but that was really, like, helpful to frame it again. Like, just having someone at that level... Um, his name is Mike Maines. Check out Mike Maines in the branches if you can. Um, but, yeah... Uh, just kind of like comforting to hear that it's like that's if he believes that like my voice is is different than something he can offer and his is different than mine then like that's a really cool thing like that diverse intellect and perspective and soul you know the minute you stop like striving to be someone else all of a sudden you realize oh shoot you know this is me and like how can i you know really tell maybe your unique story or um you know, lead people through that as well. I like that a lot as well. And I think that can kind of be transferred into a lot of other fields as well. I'm sure you've experienced uh, that with art. Yeah, that's right. When yeah. I, you know, I do some painting and so there's some really good painters, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like same idea. Yeah. Um, you know, what can I offer with my unique background, which somebody else can't, right? Exactly. And I mean, I've seen some of your stuff too, and you do have like a unique like outlook on things because no one's been through exactly what you've been through. No one's grown up where you have in the state you have and then come like you know like there's so many things that are different um so leaning into that instead of shying away from that and being afraid of it and a lot of and i mean it's hard um and it's not something that you can just decide once you know it's something that you kind of have to battle every time you <laughs> every time you pick up your guitar and you go shoot like okay like what is like what do i feel and um um, yeah, that was one of the biggest things, like, initially, that wasn't even necessary about songwriting, I guess, but it was more about, um, yeah, like, who, being a person, <laughs> even right. just, like, in general. Um, we, we go over a lot of, like, um, literary devices, and, um, we practice those, and, um, uh, supposed to be doing, so, I, I say I'm supposed to, I try to do this every morning, where, I do like a morning pages, which is just like a 10 minute quick journal of like what I have to do that day, kind of like spewing out all of the like stress that I might have before I try and write. Um, so I don't feel like I have to worry about those things while I'm writing so I can be focused. Another technique is object writing. So picking a scene or 
something that you want to describe and like using the most vivid language that you can um, and creative language. So just looking at ordinary things and trying to like twist them to something cool. Um, do that for about 10, 20 minutes and then 20 minutes of writing. So like, that's like a decent amount of time every day. And I'm not, today I just wrote cause I was in it and I was like, I had this, I was actually going to the bathroom and I like started humming. This I was like, that's a song. And I just quick wrote it down. Yeah. It took me like maybe 25 minutes. Um, it's I wrote a verse, a chorus and another verse. So it's not like fully developed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we go over a lot of those things. Consistency is the biggest thing. I think, you know, you can have all these different approaches, but, um, if you don't do it every day, you're not going to like figure out one, what works for you and two, like how to develop as a writer and develop your voice. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's like a big thing. Um, the other thing, uh, I'm blanking right now, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like consistency, I think is, is a really, really big part of, uh, of, of it because you got to write, man. And right. it's, it's just work. Yeah. So if you're putting one together every day, you know, after a week, you've got seven potential songs, you know, maybe you like two of them, you know, and you keep going after a month, you've got, you know, quite a bit of material building up. Is there going to be a point at which you, you know, are you reflecting on them and trying to do the good ones stick out? And is that kind of building up to like another album at some point? Or what's your hope? You're putting in all the work now. Are you just honing your craft? Or are you going to be pulling out of this material to start something else, you know, what is that going to look like? Definitely. Um, I'm going to be pulling out of this. Um, and, uh, one thing that I was going to say about like showing up every day and it's kind of relating to like what I'm going to do with this is, um, the cool thing about having a lot of songs is that you don't have to make songs be something that they weren't meant to be when you started them. I feel like there's a lot of pressure you know, maybe even in like a painting that you might be making to relate that to you where like you want your painting to be so good that you try and make it something that's not. Have you ever experienced that? For sure. Yeah. Cause I, cause I get that way a lot where like, Oh, I'm really trying to go for this vibe and like blah, blah, blah. But then the idea that's on my head is not at all like the similar vibe. I'm like, maybe I could twist it. And then like, it just never works out. Right. So I'm like, the cool thing about writing every day is like, well, maybe tomorrow's song can be that. There's always like that. Like this doesn't have to be the end all thing, which is I think kind of weird about a lot of bands that like they talk about having hits and like, it's like, dude, this song is just like, for, for someone who has a thousand songs, it's like, this is one out of a thousand. And for them, it's a personal journey. It's like this one song that everyone thinks is like a classic is like just that, like just a tiny little piece of like their whole library. So I would like at this point, um, I have a band called Circle East. We, we, uh, really are hoping due to my busyness with producing other people, um, we haven't been able to, but we're hoping to start playing around, um, and, uh releasing our music we have pr probably like 12 songs that i've written for them for us <laughs> um and uh yeah we have some of them recorded we have one called simple um that's like i'm pretty much mixing that as soon as i'm done mixing the project i'm working on right now and we're hopefully going to release that and then just kind of start playing some shows and meeting people investing in the community you know and just um seeing where that takes us so that's really cool you you've got like a whole lot of things you know going on all the time i know that um you know, you're doing your businesses, you're also working with this band, and mm -hmm. like you said, producing for other people. Um, let's dive into that a little bit. Your role's got to be really different when you're producing for someone else or when you're making music for yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you find that balance where you can really bring your skill into it, but also help someone develop their dream 
you know, and, and what does that look like? Are you mainly mixing for them? Do you, they send it to you or do you work together and record it? Do vision casting? Like, yeah, how does that work when you're working with other people, yeah. you know? So, um, all of that, um, I'd hope to niche down maybe like later on, but like pretty much at the beginning, I'm just like, what can I help you with? Like, let's do it, you know? Um, so, so first off, it'll start with like an, uh, an artist who has like some songs or like developing songs or whatever that might be. Um, and the first thing that I do is I sit down and say, okay, like first off, what do you, what are your goals with this project? Just kind of let me know what your goals are so that we're on the same page. And then once I'm on the same page with them, as far as like how many songs we're going to do, what it's going to look like, um, I say, okay, like, let's look at the songs. So my, my big priority as a producer is like, let's try and make sure that like, we can make sure the songs are ready to be like worked on. Sometimes we tweak lyrics and, and it totally depends on the artist and like even the song. Um, like certain artists will have like something that's not complete and I'll help them complete the words and like the music and stuff. Sometimes all I'm doing is like, yep, that's good. Like let's, I've got a cool idea for that. So it kind of depends vision casting for sure. Um, but I see myself as kind of like a songwriting guide like these. And this is like a lot of people write these songs in their bedroom and then they like, don't know if they're any good. They don't know what's worth anything. And I kind of like say they have 12 songs and we're going to do four of them. I go play all 12. Those are the four that I think are the coolest. And I'm selfish in a way. I like to pick the ones that are most weird and interesting because I'm like, those are the ones that like are going to make a name, you know, like some of them are good songs, but like, they're, they don't like, they're not, there's what's, what's the differentiating factor? You know what I mean? That from like this other artist, like you're an independent artist, you have to make your mark. What is like this going to say about you? So I try and find those weird songs that like pressing into like these, these moments and like challenging myself and challenging the artist. Um, and then just like going in with an open mind. Um, so yeah, I help them record the songs. Um, we'll start tracking with drums most times if it's a full band recording and like I'll play drums or have another drummer come in and generally I'll play like a lot of the things on the track. Um, I don't play bass. My brother plays that. And, um, if it's like keys, I'll send that to someone unless it's a really simple part or, um, yeah. And then I'll mix it afterwards, send it off for mastering. So kind of the whole process really besides mastering I'm involved in. That sounds really helpful. Um, especially like you said, just being an honest, you know, soundboard yeah. just to bounce ideas. Is off this song of, good? Yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> Um, I think that could be really valuable for people. So I, I like what you're doing a lot. Um, and then how long does it normally take to get a song? I know it will probably be different, but from, you know, initial contact to, you know, it's finished and it's released. Like, mm. it sounds like it would take a couple of weeks to me, um, mm. for sure. But <laughs> what ideally, is yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is too, like I'm still in school and I've got all these things rolling so a lot of that's due to scheduling. Um, if I was doing this full time, like I want to after school's over, um, and I didn't have to go to class and I didn't have to worry about those things. Um, generally I try and get a song tracked in a day. Um, if I was doing, I could probably edit it in another day, make sure everything's like totally tight and like vocals are tuned and drums are edited if they need to be and all that stuff. Um, and then mixing can take, it, it kind of depends. I'm, I haven't really hit like a flow because I haven't been able to like really schedule it until how, at the time I want to, um, this project I'm working with, with uh, this artist I'm working with right now, um, her name's Lindsay Skidmore. She went to Cornerstone. I don't know if you know her. Um, but she is doing four songs with me and we started them in like 
mid-July, and we're just wrapping up the project. So it's been a little over a month, like a couple months probably. But it, but sometimes it'll be two weeks and we won't work on it. So um, mixing probably took me six hours or so or eight hours for those four songs up until this point, just tweaking them as I went as well. So um, it really it does depend, especially on the mixing side of things, depending on what the song is going to be. But um, yeah. It, it really depends ideally like a couple of days for one song maybe four days yeah it sounds like a really fun creative process especially with so many moving parts and kind of jealous that you you have the in and you know you put in the time to be able to do that and so you still know, putting in the time still putting <laughs> yeah, in the and time exploring and never stop yeah you know? and I, I think it's really important to what you said about always like challenging yourself mm. Because I think one of the worst things that would happen is something which you're passionate about becomes stagnant, old, and kind of boring. It becomes work. That's when you stop. Yeah. It stops feeling like work. You stop progressing and getting better. And, you know, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. And one thing I've been aware of right now is, like, not scheduling adequate time for it and not leaving time for the amount of time that it should take so that I can invest creatively into it. Because, um... So if I only have an hour to mix this, like, am I going to be trying all of my compressors to see which one sounds the coolest? Like, no, I'm going to know I'm going to go with the one that I, is the quickest that I, that I know will work. Um, and eventually once I've already explored all of those things and I'm, you know, I'm getting new equipment a lot all the time right now. So it's like just trying to figure out like what I want to use where and just like figuring all that out. But once I'm in a space and I know what my equipment sounds like and I know what everything does, I can really hit that flow. But right now I'm still trying to like, explore and try new things and stuff it's very 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 hard to do that when you only have an hour and a half in between classes to like mix something so like I'm really really stoked for school to be over like not because I hate the people but because I just need that time to be able to say like this is what I'm doing like I can give 110 percent you know I feel like I'm giving like 70 to both things right now so um yeah yeah <laughs> it's 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 weird it makes a lot of sense and you know I feel a bit of that tension as well I'm also in my in my last year so Let's let's dive into some of the other things you do. I know sure. that you know you do music, right? <laughs> yeah, and bro. we just talked about how tight your time is, but I know you also do a lot in the business realm. Mm. Do you want to bring, you know, some of that to light? Some of what you've been doing recently. I know you're busy this um, summer, starting a lot of new projects too. Mm. Like, let's dive into, you know, what got you started in the whole idea of you know, instead of you know working, like trying something yourself mm. and and starting out a business and stuff like that. Yeah, well, um, I've always had an issue with authority, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, especially in like middle school and stuff, just like a super defiant kid and like, <clears throat> not because like I wanted to be disrespectful, but if I disagreed with how someone was doing it, I wasn't afraid to like tell them I didn't like that, which I could have been more respectful, of course, but. Um, which is the honesty you also use to pick good songs. Yeah. So I, I can see it on both ends. Yeah. But... And, and, um. You know, I've always had a lot of words inside of me, and my mom has always said, um, like, you have a lot of words, like, if you can just twist that and use it for good, which is where I think that songwriting has been a cool outlet, instead of, like, letting them, like, well up inside me, and, like, I'm super opinionated and, like, decisive and, like, I don't know, have a lot of words, so, like, if there's someone in authority that, like, is doing something that I disagree with, I'm, like, the first one to say, hey, man, like, Maybe we could do it differently or whatever. I'm much more tactful now, but I think that's where it started where I'm like, man, it's awesome to be your own boss. Like, um, I've always known that I wanted to work for myself. Um, I never really planned on working for myself, like, like officially. 
Um, the way it came about was one of my buddies, Ben DeVries, um, had, uh, I heard that he was doing really well for himself and uh, gosh, what was a sophomore year. Um, I was like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I have this cool, like internship with college works painting. Um, I ran my own business. We did like a, they did like 106 grand of revenue over the summer. Um, and I was like, dude, like you had a business that made 106 grand, like in a summer. He's like, yeah, man, like just spring and summer, like was working for it. It's like, that's insane. Like, like, and he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to get a burger with you and like chat about it. I was like, that'd be awesome. So it's like an internship program where like college works painting takes like college students, um, and it just like gives them some training and then they go and knock on doors and like run a painting business. So I did that. Um, my this business, is, this is painting of houses. Yes. Right? Houses. Okay. Um, so I did that in spring of 2017, um, went door to door every weekend, any spare time I had probably from February all the way up until the end of April. Um, we started our first job like mid, mid April, mid May. Um, but yeah, my business did 137 grand of revenue over the the summer, so I beat Ben. Which That's I was amazing. Is that one of your goals? You know, you said like I'm gonna do better. I just you know? did the best I could. I mean, and I, that's kind of like been my motto with everything is just say yes to as much as I can and do the best I can at everything that's in front of me. Um, and yeah, I think I think I generally connect with people. Like, um, yeah, I just I, and so going door to door, I think that might have been a little bit of an edge compared to some other people. Is like. I, w- I was trying not to be salesy and I was trying to just be nice and like connect with people. Um, and like, you know, you play the student car, like, Hey, I'm a student at Cornerstone university trying to like pay for college is what you pretty much say. And like, um, I mean, everyone wants to like give a chance to someone if they have a job, they're like, cool. Like this guy's like working really hard. And like a lot of older people like to see people in our generation, like going out in the snow. Like I was literally in a foot of snow, um, knocking on doors and trying to get leads and stuff. So I ran that, that went really smoothly. I had two crews working for me full time. I picked up the paintbrush like three times that summer, um, just managed everything. Um, so that was kind of the beginning for me. Um, I still have all the painting equipment and like have been, um, you know, I've done a couple paint jobs since then just for people that come and ask me about it. And I'm not necessarily pursuing a painting career, although there's a lot of money in that. I just, that was just a great stepping stone for what I want to do. Um, and like a good base because you're going to learn a lot of the fundamentals, you know, um, just working with people, mm-hmm. working with contracts and just like... In the professional world and like taking full responsibility for something as big as like physically altering someone's house. Right. Which everyone takes, like it's a big deal to a lot of people, you know. Yeah. It should be. It's their home. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot of like people skills, um, being confident you know when you knock on doors you get a lot of rejection probably 90 percent of the doors i knocked on i gotta know so you can't take that personally you just have to like grind and crank the numbers um i think my i think i had a hundred like 110 leads so 110 people i probably knocked on a couple thousand doors um uh let me see 60 66 percent of those people that i that said they were interested in an estimate i met with probably 33% of those people I booked a job with. So I ended up with like 24, 25 jobs um, that summer. So some of them, I had a job that was like 20, 19 grand or something like that, which is cool, like a full exterior job. So it's like no joke, like jobs that one took us two weeks. Wow. So um, it's like great money for two weeks like of working, you know. Um, and then, yeah, so the money that I made from that, I've just been using to kind of like figure out when I do what I want to do next. I really ultimately, what my 
five and 10 year goals are is like starting my recording studio, like getting that off the ground. I mean, I, I am recording for people, but I don't have a space of my own. So this semester I'm actually hoping to, to figure that out. Um, and investing in real estate on the side. So to provide a little bit of extra stability and, um, you know, somewhere to put the money that I made, um, that it can be working for me and that it's not just sitting in a savings account or anything like that. Um, so that's been a really unique situation. Um, to, I mean, I don't want to like sit and brag, but like my dad works for the school, so I get free tuition, which is like insane. So like, it's just been a really unique financial situation for a college student, right. especially one who wants to pursue music and like audio. I like that a lot. Most people coming out of college, that's when you're most willing to take on risk, mm. right? But you have the debt normally holding you back and maybe lack of expertise. But mm. you've like tackled the two biggest problems if you're coming out without debt. And then you do have some experience as well. So I think like you're at a really good point to be able to make something happen, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I've always been a doer, you know what I mean? And that's like been one of the things is like, uh, you remember taking like the strength finders test. Like my biggest one was like ideation achiever. And like, uh, I forget what all five were, but like all of them had to do with essentially coming up with ideas and then doing them, yeah. which is like really interesting to me is like, wow, like. I see how that applies into what I actually have a passion for. And it's been really cool. And like, I feel really blessed by God to just be in the situation that I am. And like, um, you know, cause I don't take that for granted and I don't, and that's what motivates me a lot of times too, is like, I have this really awesome opportunity and not even just like, what is success? Like take it for granted in that way. Like don't let the success, like let you forget about like where you came from and the people that are around you are the most important thing. Like how do I use my position to like lift other people up? You know what I mean? And that's been like something that's been like a theme that I'm really, really like trying to, it's work. Like, I'm not going to say that it's easy for me, you know, like it's, it's hard to like, like invest in other people. And so, um, yeah, I think that's been really cool. And it's been like a unique situation to kind of view things from and like start a business. Um, now a couple of businesses, um, and, uh, just kind of pursue like whatever I want to. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, that's it. Like whatever I feel like I, I want to do and I can pursue that because I, I don't want money to be a problem because I don't have enough, but I don't want it to be a problem because I have too much. So there's like a really cool balance there that I think I'm pursuing. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, that's really exciting thinking about the recording studio. What's the benefits of having your own recording studio? I know there's probably a lot compared to right now you're recording at the school, right? Mm. And, you know, what what would your dream studio kind of be like? Well, so dream studio is a little bit of a different story. My goal is to, like, have this... I, my five to ten year goal is to have a space in Grand Rapids that, like, quote-unquote puts Grand Rapids on the map as far as music recording goes. Um, that's, like, a big goal, and that's I think really it's one that goal. scares me. Okay. Um but everyone thinks of Nashville and LA and those places are way bigger and like they will be than Grand Rapids. But like, um, Minneapolis is like a really sick place for recording and not a lot of people know that, but like if Grand Rapids could be like, that's where Prince was from, I think. Like if Grand Rapids could be like a Minneapolis of like Michigan and like everyone's like, Michigan's the place to go. You got to go to this place. Um, I'd like to have like a fully built out recording studio with podcast suites, a mastering room for Mike, um, Cervantes, who's like kind of my music, uh, audio mentor. Um, and then like a coffee shop in like the main area with like meeting rooms for people. Like I'm envisioning this like place that like if people like, Hey, you have music that you want like to work on, 
you need to go to this coffee shop and like it's a recording studio and those are the, the people that you want to meet are there and like it's almost like a networking place like that's where all the people that are like doing stuff in Grand Rapids go to meet people and like to get stuff done so that's where I see like five ten years um this semester uh is a really cool opportunity um for a uh oh, there's like a really old church out in Pettis it's like a hundred and 10 years old or 120 or something like that. Um, and it's being renovated by this, uh, this lady that bought it. Who's like one of the neighbors. Um, and it was actually my church's like old church, which is kind of cool history there. Um, but I've been like in touch with her since last September, um, about like having a recording studio there. And like, uh, so we're working that out a little bit right now and it seems optimistic. It's just been slow moving. She's DIYing the whole build. So as a painter and like generally a handy person, I'm like trying to help in every way I can. I actually painted the ceiling in like the main auditorium for her, but it's awesome. She's like, there's beautiful hard floors in like the main area and stained glass and like an arch ceiling and stuff. So that's where I hope to be like in the next year and like maybe until I can get that dream space, but that building will cost like a million dollars or something like that. So like it's not in reach yet, but um, that's where I end up hoping to be. And really, no one takes you serious unless you have your own space. So, like you said, what are the benefits of that? Like, I can market to the general public and feel comfortable about them coming to my space because it's it's a commercial space. You know, it's not somewhere that's, like, personal. And no one takes this. I mean, really, like, it's not a cool thing, like, for people that want to record the band. Like, oh, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a senior at Cornerstone. They're like, oh, so, like, I'm paying a student who doesn't know a lot. Like, there's a little bit of a credibility issue there when you have your own space. It's like, oh, this dude has a gorgeous old church he must at least know some and like the ability to be there so there's, yeah. a, there's a little bit of psychology there too credibility out yeah. of it and then you know you can even charge a fair price whereas if mm -hmm. you're a student you might not be able to get maybe the amount of work you're putting yeah in i'm time. probably making like five bucks an hour on most of the projects i'm working on right now right which is due to the nature of mm -hmm. it and everything until you until you build up that portfolio it's just it yeah, that makes sense. Um, Raising the rates as soon as I get in that new space. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got to pay rent. Like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I I love the the way that you're dreaming on a really big scale. Have you always been someone who thinks macro and like um, is willing to take risks and stuff like that? Because I yeah. I think that's really interesting, and not everyone would be able to think ahead like that and say, you know, I really want to be in a million dollar building. That's bold. You know what I mean? And. Yeah. Um, for a lot of business people, that's not a like a million dollar building is like, that's, that's not, it, that's not hard at all. I mean, cor like WCSG, like on the corner of Cornerstone's campus, that's like a $5.7 million build. And that's like not even that big of a building. So like putting that in perspective, like for a student, I think that's a bold thing to say, but like for like a business person, it's like, Oh, a million dollars. Like, like, what do you need? Like, I've talked to some business people about that. They're like, Oh cool. Like I can connect you with people. Like maybe they could buy the building for you and then just hold it until like you're ready to move in. I'm like, that'd be wild. Like I even have a building in mind, but I think it's for like 1.2 right now. So anyways, yeah, it's, I've always been a risk taker and, um, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the forward thought comes from experiences, not necessarily like I've always been, um, maybe trying to get ahead and get a leg up, but from like looking at my life and evaluating my situation and saying, what can I do with this? Um, and I've always wanted to be the best that I can. I'm like kind of like a hundred percent or nothing kind of person. So like, if I'm going to have a recording studio, like I want to try and be like the place, you know what I mean? It's, maybe not in the world, but like at least in like my circle, that's all I can really influence anyways. Right. So, um, let me look at my competitors and try and differentiate myself and like, um, I've been really blessed and I think this is like a really big part of where I'm in right now is to like 
meet people that can help me get there. I'm not doing a lot of this on my own merit. Like I don't want to make it seem like I'm like this really insane person that's like doing all these things. Cause I think first off, God is the one that's opening these doors for me. And second, like I've had the opportunity to meet and impress some people that have the ability to help me achieve these dreams, which I think is a huge, 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 huge. If I cannot stress that enough part of like success in the field that you want to be in. And if, like, if that's the advice that I can leave people with in like my short time on this podcast, it would be, find people that are more successful in your field at what you're doing and like impress the crap out of them. Like it doesn't even need to be with like what you're doing, but like show them you have a good head on your shoulders, show them you're willing to work hard, try and provide value to them and their business. Um, and they're going to reinvest in you. You know what I mean? That's just the bottom line. So, um, like Mike Cervantes is one of those people for me he owns the Foxborough mastering studio, do mastering for like really big Christian artists and he's starting to blow up. He just did like the new 10th Avenue North album, like Natalie Grant and like, um, like just these insane people. And then his friends like are starting to talk to me and like, like when his friends are starting to talk to me who have like all these mixing credits and like, like, you know, and nothing's like set in stone yet, but like just these opportunities that are coming to me from like people that are like this one guy that I was just like, I'm working for free for this dude, but I'm just going to like really try and impress him and have him be like, Nate's the only person in Grand Rapids that I trust like in audio just because I've been faithful in the small things. So that would be my advice. Whatever it would be, find someone in your field. Um, don't be weird, but fixate your, your goals. Like just try and provide value to them. And if it's, if it doesn't work out for them, try and find someone else. Like there's always going to be someone that can help you get to where you want to be. Don't try and do it like by cold calling and like walking, like walking into somewhere and introducing yourself and expecting them to just like you right away. Like you need to like put in the work and the time. And then eventually when there's a job opening or there's an opportunity, the person that they instantly think of is the person that's been crushing it for them, you know? So yeah, it's, it's been unique. It's been cool because I haven't had to work like for other people that I haven't had to like, I've, I've had the ability to work for Mike for free because I'm not like, my goal is like five years. Like I'm trying to think of like the five year setup, not like oh, immediately I'll get 200 bucks, you know? I'm trying to think of all the people I'll meet and all the connections and how much that will be worth later on in the future. I like that a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, just really being patient mm. in it. You know, I think um, right now, not a lot of people, they're looking for quick results. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you have to right. because of your situation. But um, You have to pay the bills. And that's what, and honestly, paying the bills is what keeps a lot of people from doing those things. Yeah, but, um, which is a whole reasonable. other subject. And, it's and, totally and, and reasonable. Fair, like, you know it's I mean? totally reasonable. And that's why, that's why I'm consider like, continuously like looking at myself and like wow like thank you lord like seriously um because i wouldn't be able to sit and be patient like pursue this if i if i had to you know work an extra shift every day after after class so yeah. that's really cool yeah well thanks a lot nate i just really appreciate <laughs> you appreciate you coming on the podcast and you know i'd love to have you come on again yeah, man. um if people want to find out a bit more about you know one of your companies they can go to minimalmediaco.com yeah um, one we didn't even talk about. We didn't even talk about, <laughs> so that'll be a surprise. Um, but you know, I'm just really proud of the things you're doing and I'm excited Thanks, to see where you're going in the next five you know, to 10 years. And dude, likewise, um, I just also want to emphasize, like, I love how connected you are locally and how your vision, you know, is to bring up the city mm -hmm. around you. Um, just to close on, this is kind of an inspiration, you know, you didn't say I'm going to go out to Nashville and go mm. do music there. Cause that's where music is. You know, I'm going to bring music here. Mm. And I think people can take that into any sort of discipline, um, and just really invest in the community where you're at. 
mm. build connections. Um, you know, and the next place can be right where you are. So we're more connected now than ever. So, you, right. you know, you can do it now and still have your foot in Nashville. You still text people that are in Nashville like, and yeah. work with them. They can send you stuff like if you're in a unique situation like like audio where you can send files right. <laughs> then you can do it anywhere so which is odd yeah. you know why not do it in amazing. the place that made you you know yeah so again i just want to say thank you for coming yeah, on man. the podcast of course